and Darren and our top five things. This is a review of what we got done on our morning show, a morning show that now takes place in our beautiful new studios here on Brady Street. Opulent. That's the word. That's the word. Opulent. Demand luxury. We are uh, about to present here the uh, top five things. And uh, while our location has changed, some things haven't. For example, Darren, uh, where should we begin? Probably number one. Number one. Number one. One. Number one. Pennsylvania. Kid is looking for a lost ball. Yeah? Playing ball. Ball gets lost in a creek. So the kid goes looking for the ball, and he finds not the ball, but a human foot. Complete with painted nails. And the foot is sticking out of a dark colored plastic bag. So you've stumbled upon a body. That's a fun childhood memory. Uh The time you were playing ball and you stumbled upon a body. Officers with the Tughannock Township Police were sent to the scene where the bagged up human remains were found. This was no boat accident. (laughs) No, not in a creek. (laughs) The foot was protruding out of the plastic bag, likely filled with the rest of an unknown victim. Officers and the coroner left the scene. Yep, that's a foot. And then they called the Pennsylvania State Police to ask for assistance. And there's, a, I guess, a happy ending to this story? I think there's trouble afoot. (laughs) Yes. There's fun in the creek, but there's danger, too. That's true. Investigators then opened up the bag to discover that what was in it was not a human remain. No. It was an extremely lifelike sex doll Ah. that someone had, for whatever reason, deposited in the creek. Done with that. Extremely lifelike, they say, all the way down to the French pedicure it had. Well, uh, I had met the sex doll at the creek. <laughs> so we had some of our best times there. <laughs> the uh, police department says here in a statement, quote, we've seen this item referred to as a mannequin online. That really isn't accurate. This was a lifelike silicon item used for self gratification. The anatomically correct doll said to be roughly 50 pounds. Why do you have to say self gratification? Well, yeah. I Just mean... gratification. <laughs> I mean, you're not. Yeah, yeah you're right. It, it, Just... That feels a little judgy. Like, you know, you're not really with somebody. You're by yourself you know, when you're yeah, with you're that not, dog. You're not really do. Not fooling this us. This doesn't really count. Just because you fooled us into thinking it was a dead body doesn't mean you're going to fool us into thinking that you've got a girlfriend. Officials believe the doll was deliberately placed in the creek. Well, yes, I would I would go ahead and assume that to be the case. These things don't just naturally occur in the wild, do we, they? We met at the creek, and that's where this ends. He was my boyfriend! <laughs> uh, let's see, officials saying, quote, what should have been an enjoyable walk on a Sunday afternoon along a stream turned traumatic, especially to the child. While this young person is aware that what they found was not real remains... And though this young person is bright and resilient and fortunate to have two nurturing parents, the trauma of that sight may impact this child for years to come. Well, I don't know about trauma, but you did learn some stuff. (laughs) So 
It wasn't really a bunny. What oh. was it? Well, some people. <laughs> the good news is what you stumbled upon was not. There's a good human. news and there's bad news, and then there's more good news. Well, why would anyone have a doll like that? Well, <laughs> some people. <laughs> some people desire a special hug. <laughs> Just for the sexual thrill! The sexual thrill! <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me, why did it have a French pedicure? <laughs> Some people are very specific into what they're into. Some people are perfectionists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know self-gratification is necessary. No, you're right. Just That does seem a little bit... Ah, this is... That was gratifying. <laughs> but there's no reason for pollution. No. You know, no. Let's not pollute our creeks and rivers. <laughs> no. Yeah, give a hoot. Don't pollute. Uh, don't I'm po sure that more than one time, Chad Pagracki has said, I don't want to see another one of these. Oh, we ought to have him in studio and ask how many, how many sex dolls he's pulled out of the river. I'm going to say. And how many has he kept? What? <laughs> <laughs> Why are all the volunteers on this barge? They all, got, they all got doll's eyes. Why is this boat called the dollhouse? <laughs> it's just a harem of river dolls. <laughs> it's lonely out here, uh -huh. pulling car batteries out of the old Mississippi River. You don't get to judge me. I'm not. I'm not. It's not self-gratification. No, I understand. It's me and my plastic ladies on this barge. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm going to set the over-under at sex dolls that uh, they've pulled out of the river at four and a half. You take the over or the under on that? I'll take the over. Yeah. Uh, Random. Probably a good call. Two. 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 There's a rash of break-ins at a gym. This is out in New Jersey. People are getting stuff taken out of their cars in the parking lot. And they figured out who was responsible. Uh -huh. The owner of the gym. Sure. Call me Jim. With a G. This guy had been stealing money from cars of gym goers out there in Midland Park, New Jersey. And uh, they were able to figure out who it was by setting up a bunch of cameras. He was the one who actually set them up. Great. <laughs> Yeah, to make sure nobody was going to do out of his parking We're going to do an unbiased internal investigation, and I'm going to head it up. And gosh darn it if it wasn't me doing it. Gregory Bayunko is the owner of Hit Zone in Midland Park, New Jersey, arrested this week after he was allegedly caught rummaging through a car of a client who was smart enough to hide a GoPro camera in the vehicle to catch the mystery bandit. Uh -huh. It's happening enough that you think... I'm going to put a camera inside my car. I'm going to go out and spend some money on a camera for my car. i got to find out who's doing this. Why are you keeping money in your car? This guy, A.J. Tenhovi, said that in recent weeks, he'd returned to find his locked car, right? He's, he's working out there at the Hit Zone gym. Yeah. He locks his car, yeah. but then he finds cash is missing from the vehicle. How's the guy getting in the car? Because when you go to the gym... You put your keys in your locker. Uh, so this guy's taking his jacket off or whatever. He's got his keys in his jacket. 
Then he goes to work out. The gym owner takes his uh, keys, uh. unlocks the car, takes the money, and then puts the keys back. Perfect crime. Well, it was until it wasn't. This guy was desperate to solve the mystery of Did how Did he this, take all the money or how, just take like a little bit? Um, uh, Because if you sit, let's say you've got $80 in your wallet. Yeah. That's a lot of money to yeah. have in your wallet. What am I, king for? I, 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 I get it. But just for our purposes. Okay. You've got $80 in your wallet. Wow, look at me. And then you come back, and there's $60. Isn't it possible you could convince yourself that, wait a minute, did I have 80 or did I have 60 I think I've had it happen where I've assumed there was more money in my wallet than there did was. Did I spend some money on something? What, yeah. what did I? What, what, I must have spent that on something, right? So if you if you continue to do that, so, I mean, if you take all $80. Right. I know I had money. In I know I had money. Right. Well, the guy that set the GoPro camera up in his car says, quote, I pulled the GoPro footage up, and sure enough, you see the owner of the gym. There he is. Open my car door. He closes the door. He probably takes my wallet out. About 10 seconds later, he opens the door again. You see him come into frame. He puts the wallet back and makes sure it's exactly the same way. Bet he had a big smile on his face, too. Tenovi and all of his friends had been victimized there in the parking lot. They took the video to the cops, who immediately arrested the gym owner on charges of theft and burglary. Tenovi, the guy with the GoPro here, Mm -hmm. he says, quote, We watched this guy for seven days straight. We were in cars across the street. We set up cameras in the car, and you can watch him on a dozen-plus videos. Go into my car, my friend's car, and other clients' cars. So, like, a this wasn't a one-time evidence. thing. All week long, they're just filming no. this guy help himself to everybody's cars. He goes right inside, he grabs your keys, he grabs what he can, and he runs back inside. Among the alleged victims was a friend of this Tenovi who said that he had $760 stolen from a work van. They've all, uh, by the way, canceled their membership to the gym. <laughs> now more customers are coming forward saying, yeah, now that I think about it, I had some money taken from me at that gym. Wait a minute. Just before you're going to nail him, mm-hmm. wouldn't you leave like a note in your wallet? Hey, hey smile, you're on camera, something like that. We know what you're doing. Yeah. You're, you're nailed. Yeah, that would be satisfying. Yeah. Although it's also got to be satisfying going to the cops and saying, here's a lot of video I that we have. I think this is enough. You're not going to be able to sweet talk your way out of this, right? Number three. 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 Teddy Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, this is a guy who they shot at him uh, and... They hit him. They hit him and he went up and gave a speech. One of the biggest... I mean, if we're going to say, like, who's the biggest badass president we've ever had? Teddy Roosevelt, you could make an argument, right? Yeah. Was afraid of baseball. Was he? Yeah, he had a weird phobia about baseball. He threw out a first pitch, though, didn't he? Yeah, I'm sure he didn't love it. Afraid of baseball. Again, this is a guy who was shot in an attempted assassination, and instead of going to the hospital, uh, gave the speech he was supposed to give. This is a guy who spent three days in the freezing cold tracking down boat thieves. But I guess due to his poor eyesight... Oh, he didn't. Uh, he the, was the, the idea of maybe getting hit by a ball. He said he feared nothing like he feared a baseball coming at him in the dark. Why would that be happening? 
It was a minor scandal during his presidency because he refused to attend baseball games at a time when Major League Baseball was trying to say, you know, this is it. We're the national pastime. This is what Patriots play is baseball. I just had a picture of him throwing out a first pitch. Maybe it never happened. No, no. I've, I've seen the picture you're talking about. They ended up building him a box and they gave him a golden ticket to go to any game in Washington and he never showed up. Yeah. He said baseball was a mollycoddle game. And it wasn't hardcore enough for him. Okay. But he was terrified. Now of, it sounds like you're making... He was terrified a foul ball was hit him in the face. I get that. Uh-huh. Muhammad Ali. Certainly a badass. Yeah. Terrified to fly. Had a real phobia about getting on airplanes. But he had to. Well, yeah. You're not going to take a car to Manila. <laughs> Wouldn't think so. Muhammad Ali, terrified of getting on airplanes. In the late 50s, he was on a plane that hit turbulence so bad that some of the seats were torn from the bolts on the floor. And after that, he did not like getting on planes. His career made flying a necessity, so he would take extreme measures to reassure himself. He bought his own parachute that he took with him. He wore a parachute. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Yes. I'm putting on the parachute. Before the 1960 Olympics, Muhammad Ali, who I guess then would have been Cassius Clay, Mm -hmm. called the Air Force to confirm that there had never been a plane from the United States to Rome that had crashed. He wanted to know it's never happened. (laughs) I don't know. I'm very nervous about this flight to Rome. What if I told you there's never been a plane crash? From the United States to Rome. I'm going to have to call the Air Force to confirm that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Worth pointing out that the airport in Louisville is the Muhammad Ali Airport. But this man was terrified of flying. George Washington, father of our country. Now, with the Muhammad Ali mm -hmm, Airport. Yes. Now, they have a John Lennon Airport in Liverpool. I guess that makes sense. And the catchphrase for that airport is? Uh, Free as a bird. No. Um, Imagine there's no heaven. No. (laughs) No. Above us only sky. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. But for Muhammad Ali, it has to be float like a butterfly, right? That's not bad. George Washington's big phobia was he was terrified he was going to get buried alive. Mm, That's no good. No. Were there threats that that would happen? (laughs) George Washington died of what essentially was a cold. But it's also possible that what he died from was the 18th century medicine that they were giving him. Like, you know, bloodletting. He, he requested that his body not be buried for three days after he died because he was, he was terrified that they were going to bury him alive. Because, uh, you know, the doctors weren't great at things like curing things or recognizing when someone was actually, actually yeah. dead. No, I get it. Yeah? And then finally, Genghis Khan was afraid of dogs. Yeah, there were probably some vicious dogs back in the day. I bet you're right. Especially the kind of dogs that would have been hanging out with Genghis Khan, right? (laughs) Right. Genghis Khan ordered the deaths of all dogs and cats in every village he raided. Mm. Well, 
that's savage. Yeah, well, it's Genghis Khan. It's true. Yeah, this is... That's what it said on his business card. Four. 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 Remember we had that story a couple days ago where the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile had its catalytic converter stolen? Yep. In the middle of the night mm-hmm. at the, uh, what was it, the Sedona Select there in Vegas. They didn't even know it was the Wienermobile. <laughs> he crawled underneath and took the catalytic converter. There, there's a lot of this going on where they will steal catalytic converters in the middle of the night. Uh, this story, a woman was sleeping in her car, just uh, taking a little little doze. Mm-hmm. And she hears like some noises underneath her car. She's sleeping in a parking lot at a uh, shopping center out in California. So she hears like these noises. She goes, what the heck's going on? So she wakes up from the sound of somebody uh, underneath the car Raccoons? Turns, turns the car on, throws the vehicle in reverse. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> and then they oh, say... Oh, no. The sheriff deputies say she then, after turning the car on and putting the car in reverse, quote, felt a bump. Yeah, I bet. Like she ran something over. Yeah. yeah not like she ran something over. That's what happened. Uh, she ran over and killed a guy who was trying to steal her catalytic converter. Now, she didn't do this on purpose. Kind of on purpose. Well, I mean, unidentified woman said to be sleeping inside her Ford excursion in the parking lot of a Palmdale, California shopping center when a group of four thieves pulled up around 6 p.m. Two men and two women parked in the space next to their sleeping victim One guy hops out of the car and laid underneath the woman's SUV and began sawing off the catalytic converter. And then she woke up and accidentally ran the guy over. She stopped immediately and called 911, leaving the runover suspect lying still beneath her car. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not getting my fingerprints on that guy. Uh, Sheriffs. I think there's enough evidence (laughs) as there is. Sheriffs arrived to find the Ford partially backed out of the parking space and this guy was still underneath. Sure the, he was. The alleged thief's car was still parked next to it. Uh, he was rushed to a nearby hospital where he was pronounced quite dead. Uh, police later identified him, of course, as the grand theft uh, auto suspect here. Uh, but now he's dead. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, falling asleep in a car and then hearing a noise, mm-hmm. remember the time you did that? And it was so cold that so what, this, what woke you up this, was your teeth chattering? Yeah, it was in Cedar Falls. And uh, <laughs> there, we, we were staying at a buddy's house, and the, that was the house where they had squirrels in the walls. Uh-huh. And there was just no room for me to sleep because everybody was, was over there. Everyone else already crashed. Yeah. So I went to go sleep in my car, and I hear knocking on the door. And I'm like, okay, these are it's my friends messing with me because uh-huh. I'm trying to sleep. And I hear this persistent knocking going on. Constant knocking. Yeah. And I'm starting to get madder and madder to the point where... What is going on? I jump out, I, I jump out of the car to scream at these guys. Who wants what? Right. Quit knocking on the door because I'm trying to get some sleep. No, knock it off. Knock it off. I'm trying to sleep in here. Exactly. And I jump out of the car and I run a, a lap or two around the car and I can't see these guys anywhere. And then I realized it took me 15 minutes to figure out that the noise was not coming from outside of the car. It was coming from inside my mouth. My teeth were chattering because it was so cold. 
<laughs> that you had woke yourself up. <laughs> and, and then I was I was so mad at these guys for trying to wake me up, and then it turned out, well, no, they were all passed out in the house. Yeah. Nobody's. But you got, were, yeah. You wanted to sleep so bad, mm-hmm. and you were so close to sleeping. Yes. That the teeth chattering. Yeah. Kept me up all night. Kept you up. Yeah. So then at that point, I think I went into the house and just. I'll just go lay anywhere. Yeah, I'll, I'll sleep on the hard floor. At least I won't be kept up all night by the incessant ch- involuntary chattering of my own stupid teeth. Five. 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 Number five. Somebody has put together a list of the very best cars to get it on in. Hmm. If you wanted to make love to someone in a vehicle, which vehicles would be the best? Well, I've Billy got Nelson's a- tour bus. <laughs> Tour bus doesn't make the list here. Uh, Honda Element getting really good marks. They don't make that anymore. They don't? No, I just I saw one yesterday, but I don't think they're making new ones. Apparently the Honda Element is uh is first rate for automobile love. Uh the review says Honda Element flat floor, yeah. back seats fold up out of the way. Removable sunroof for those times you need a little extra headroom. To, get, to air out the skank. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple tie-down points inside. Tie-down points? Cubbies for supplies, toys, refreshments, etc. Retractable cargo I'm going to need a Pedialyte. <laughs> <laughs> I keep a Gatorade and uh Where's my Gatorade and sweatpants? Bananas. Retractable cargo area provided some below-the-waist privacy for the modest. Most importantly, its seamless vinyl flooring allows for easy cleanup it's and not nothing It's not a matter of for the modest. It's, <laughs> you don't want to get nailed for a lewd act. <laughs> it's not a matter of being modest. You know, I, I, would, I would be having sex in vehicles, but modesty forbids. <laughs> I would be doing this on top of this element if I could. (laughs) But modesty prevents me. (laughs) The cheap Wrangler getting high marks. Okay. Uh, It says the obvious answer for a vehicle that you could make love in is a Jeep Wrangler. It can drive into the most secluded of areas. It has plenty of places to attach straps and tie-downs. Take off the top, put down the windshield... And the roll cage is basically a jungle gym, perfect for optimal leverage in any number of positions. And if you really want to get wild, run that wrench hook up over a tree limb and turn it into a swing. The possibilities are endless. Hell, I've never liked the Wrangler much, but I may have just convinced myself to go and buy one. For those who have poor traction. (laughs) What goes on? How much traction do you need? Here's a here's a, a rave review for the MK1 Audi TT. It simply says here, I had a girl ruin me once in an Audi MK1 TT a couple of times. I'm six foot three, and she was five foot eleven. That was tight. <laughs> Must have been after the basketball game. Finally, the Dodge Ram 50 getting high marks. They write, 
The best, though, was a college summer fling who drove a Dodge D-50 pickup. She had speakers that could mount on the roof, foam camping mattress, and sleeping bags, and she kept a cooler of chilled drinks when we went out. There aren't many things better at 19 than drinking a beer in the back of a pickup and watching the stars out in the middle of nowhere. All right. Oh, the Cadillac Fleetwood also getting uh, high marks. This is not a vehicle you can purchase these days. I had some good times in my old 88 Fleetwood. Even had bulbs in the back. I replaced those bulbs with red bulbs to match the red leather interior. Oh, that's... That's stylish. The Plymouth Barracuda getting high marks. The Gen 2 Barracuda Fastback. Quote, fold the rear seat down and spread out the sleeping bag. Plenty of room, and that back window allowed of a great view of the stars. Come to think of it, that window allowed the cop tapping on the glass a great view as well. <laughs> you see anything you like? Jeep Cherokee XJ is good because most cars can't keep up with it off-road, so it's really easy to get away from people. Back seat folds up and the hood is appropriate height. Be careful of the hood temperature. Those 4.0s run hot. I had a Forest Service XJ for a while, and it had rocking captain's chair in the front and passenger side seat as an option as well. The Mercury Grand Prix. It says here, the 2002 Mercury Grand Prix has the same interior space as a $5,000 a month apartment in Manhattan, and no one suspects a grandpa car. Sure, all these classic cars <laughs> spawned a generation. <laughs> the Subaru Outback Wagon. A twin mattress fits perfectly in the rear with seats down. Also, front seats turn into a bed completely flat. You'll find out more, it says here, in the owner's manual. Is there, are there tips in the owner's manual that tell you how to go ahead and do this? Different world. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. That's it for Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things podcast. Brother, Thanks. we did it. <laughs> Thanks for downloading it and hopefully, you know, enjoying it. Uh, we'll do another one of these for you. Very, very soon. Yes, yes. Until we get a chance to do it for you then, hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities. Representing, this is for the Quad Cities reference spot. Davin' board, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. Good day to you. We're done. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.